It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you currently three days a week, but starting on Monday, we're back into end season mode, meaning Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You can hear your team, the conversations every single day of the week as we inch closer to training camp starting down in Spartanburg, South Carolina, on the campus of Wofford College for the Carolina Panthers ahead of the 2021 NFL season. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, make sure to follow me, Julian Council, at Julian Council on Twitter, where every Friday we're going to be having our weekly Friday mailbag throughout the offseason. But today, that will not be the case because of the big news that came down the line Thursday afternoon as the Carolina Panthers have extended right tackle Taylor Moten. One of the things that we've talked about for the past week and throughout the last couple months, one of the most important signings the Carolina Panthers could make this offseason. They've tied up their best offensive lineman on an offensive line that has struggled mightily over the last couple seasons and still has major question marks outside of his position heading into the season as new quarterback Sam Darnold, trader from the New York Jets, will try to resurrect his career under Matt Rule, Joe Brady, and in this Carolina Panthers offense. We'll also get into Scott Fitterer, who has already done a fantastic job as the new general manager for the Carolina Panthers. He's been getting rave reviews all day from the Panthers fan base and pretty much everyone across the league for getting this deal done as he's able to extend Taylor Milton for the franchise tag. And then also, who out there, the Carolina Panthers, could be up for that next big deal. There's some guys who are going to into contract years this season. Dante Jackson, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore already has fifth year option picked up after the draft. Maybe DJ Moore could be next in line for an extension going 2022. So we'll get into all of that here on today's show. But as again, like I said, start off with the news of the day from Thursday. Panthers right tackle Taylor Moten signing a four-year, $72 million extension that includes $43 million in guaranteed at signing. A blockbuster deal for the Carolina Panthers as the deadline, 4 p.m. on Thursday, July 15th, Eastern time, of course, four teams in the NFL to sign players that they had signed to a franchise tag to an extension. The Carolina Panthers get it done by extending Taylor Moten. And they're one of the few teams out there that were able to do this. Not everyone was successful. As we saw, Allen Robinson, no signing. Chris Godwin down in Tampa Bay, the wide receiver, no signing for him in terms of an extension. But the Panthers get their man and just kind of looking more at the breakdown of all this. And Albert Breer of the Monday Morning Quarterback Sports Illustrated, you look at it, it's four years, $71.25 million technically. And then you add in the $13.75 million tag this season in 2021. It's $85 million over the next five years. For Taylor Moten, with 43 million of it guaranteed. He joins Dak Prescott, Leonard Williams, and Justin Simmons of the Denver Broncos, a safety out there, as guys who 
had extensions this offseason that were franchise tagged. So big news for the Panthers, obviously. And even further of a breakdown, just looking at it, uh, pro football focus, Brad Spielberger, it's Moten's got the $15 million signing bonus, fully guaranteed signings of $1 million in 2021, $60 million in 2022, and $11 million in 2023. Also copies of the Ryan Ramchick deal that the Saints signed him to two weeks ago, which we had the conversation about resetting the market for the right tackle position. Because typically when we look at it, left tackles get paid the big money in the NFL. Left tackles, edge rushers, quarterbacks, corners, wide receivers now. Now we're looking to seeing right tackles as Again, edge rushers coming on from both sides. The devaluation of the right tackle is no longer there in the National Football League, so the Carolina Panthers had to make a play for Taylor Moten. In a couple days, we talked about Jeremy Fowler tweeting out how the Panthers had interest in extending Taylor Moten, but Moten was prepared to play in a franchise tag. And that really had been the sentiment for most of the offseason, even going back to last season, that he was fine not getting a deal right away going 2021, that he would go out there and wait until the market in 2022, if need be, Yes, he bought a house in Charlotte. Yes, his family is down there. So you'd make it make you think that he wants to stay in Carolina, which obviously he did want to do, but he wanted to do it at the right price. And we we're trying to figure out what would that price be? Would it be $14, $15 million? Would it be the $19.2 million a year that Ryan, Ryan Ramchick's getting from the Saints over five years? Or would it be something kind of in between that? And I thought maybe probably like 15 or 16. Never did I think it'd be $18 million per year. This is what the Carolina Panthers are going to give him for the next four seasons after 2021 when he plays on the franchise tag. It's a great deal for both sides, my opinion. I was told you all the other day that I felt like the Panthers probably had a set number that they want to go to, and Moten's number's probably higher than that. And if anything, Carolina had to go to what Moten wanted, at least closer to that. And I think that's probably the case here. And I give a lot of credit to Scott Fitterer and his organization, Samir Suleiman, the cap guy who came over from Pittsburgh two years ago, for getting this job done and making sure that one of your most consistent players offensively. And you look at a guy who started 47 consecutive games at right tackle. He has the ability to slide over to the left side if need be. I know a lot of people would love for him to be the starting left tackle here in Carolina instead of Cam Irving or Trent Scott or Dennis Daly or Greg Little or whoever it ends up being. I know Brady Christensen will be a popular name as training camp starts up in a week or so. But right now, you have a consistent player right there at right tackle. And at the end of the day, you're going to need to be able to have two bookend tackles who are going to protect your quarterback, whether it's Darnold for the foreseeable future or it's someone else start taking over in 2022 or 2023, depending on how things work out with Sam Darnold. And I was honestly not thinking this was going to get done. And it was going to be a risk for both sides. As I went over, the injury risk for Taylor Moten. For a guy, yes, he's getting plenty of money this year, $13.75 million, But if he gets injured... What does that do for his market in 2022? Does he end up signing a one-year deal in state in Carolina, or does he not get the kind of money that he wants to get? And also for the Panthers, and I talked about Ryan Ramchick and having been a three-time All-Pro, one-time first-time first-team All-Pro, twice a second-time uh, second-team All-Pro, and also being a Pro Bowler. Moten does not have those credentials, but in terms of what he means to his organization, and also if you just watch the games, you know this is a damn good right tackle in the NFL. It was one of those things where if he went out there and had an all-pro season, he could have been asking for Ryan Ramchick money. And I think Ryan Ramchick helped him a lot, too. Getting that deal done a couple weeks ago. Division rival, especially. So, Moten is camp. Congratulations to him. Obviously, I'm always for the players getting the bag, more so than I am for the organization, being able to get a discount. And for the Panthers, 
with the uncertainty with Matt Paradis at center, probably gone definitely gone after this year. John Miller at right guard, he's gone after this year. Who knows what they're going to get out of Pat Elfline and Cam Irving? I don't have a ton of confidence in either one of those guys to protect Sam Darnold and allow him the opportunity to get the ball out to Chris McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and the rest of these weapons on this offense. Um, but they needed to bring him back. And now you know, at least going to 2022, that you have this right tackle, this solid player who you can build your offense around with the rest of the offensive line. Like there will be a new right guard. There will be a new center next year. Uh, probably going to be another different left tackle, knowing how things have gone the last nine seasons here in Carolina since Jordan Gross retired. And there's probably going to be a different left guard, depending on how things play out. So they had to get this deal done. And I loved what someone said earlier Salesman, big Panthers fan, part of the Roaring Riot, just talking about how we're all just so scarred from the Marty Herney years of not expecting to get these deals done that now you have a proper GM and Scott Fitterer coming over from Seattle and he gets the job done, signing Taylor Milton to this deal. And it's fantastic for all sides to finally get this figured out and to move forward to a week and a half away from going out of training camp and knowing that Taylor Moten's not just going to be a Carolina Panther in 2021, but he's going to be a Carolina Panther in 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025, and beyond. And that is awesome. And I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to actually have this conversation with y'all. Now, I think about it. Who could be up next for Carolina? Because Moten's a big deal that need to get done. And they'll figure out the cap. We'll see how things go in terms of the league and a new TV deal when that money comes in. Because after the pandemic, which I guess still is really ongoing, that hurt a lot of the financials for the NFL. Now next season, the cap should go up. Who might that allow to get the next big deal for the Carolina Panthers in next offseason and maybe even in the middle of this season? We'll get into that in just a moment. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Promo code Locked On. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you. Your favorite football team. What you wear to the playoff watch party. That song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym. Or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip. Or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. So the Panthers, like we said, they hand the bag to Taylor Moten. Four years, $72 million, $43 million guaranteed. He's a rich, rich man. Like the guy's getting potentially, if he stays for all four years, which I can't see a scenario where Taylor Moten's not a Panther throughout the life of that deal, 
counting this season upcoming in 2021 with the franchise tag. Five years, $85 million. The guy got paid. Now, who could be next in line for the Carolina Panthers in terms of getting paid? And this name's going to probably surprise you considering if you guys listen consistently to the show, which you should be doing, you should tell all your friends also to listen if they're Panther fans. The next person could be in line for a big deal, Sam Darnold. Seriously, like Sam Darnold, if he goes out there and performs well with Moten at right tackle, Chris McCaffrey in the backfield, if he's healthy for 17 games, and last time we saw him out there healthy for a 16-game season, had 1,000 yards receiving, 1,000 yards rushing, third time in NFL history that's happened. The other two guys that did it, Marshall Falk, Roger Craig, they're in Canton. So pretty damn good what Chris McCaffrey did back in 2019. You got DJ Moore coming off a back-to-back 1,000-yard receiving seasons with the likes of Cam Newton's bum shoulder, Kyle Allen, Will Greer, P.J. Walker, and Teddy Bridgewater throwing to him. I think D.J. Moore is a pretty undervalued wide receiver and obviously one of the top weapons on this offense. Last year, Robbie Anderson, playing with Teddy Bridgewater, had a career year, already has the rep, the rapport rather with Sam Darnold. So Darnold has everything around him to be successful this year in Carolina, including Joe Brady and the stability of this organization in year two of Matt Rule. And with a really good, it seems like, general manager, at least a great start for Scott Fitter. And we'll get into that in just a minute. But if Darnold goes out there and, and puts up the numbers that the Panthers want, and this is a playoff team, which I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but if Darnold shows the potential that he did not show in his first three seasons with the Jets, then who's to say that after the season, he's not going to get an extension? Especially if they're a playoff team, and he's a large reason why. Because they, if they're going to be a playoff team, it's going to be because his defense is fantastic with the additions of Hassan Reddick and with Brian Burns coming of age and being a pro bowler and you got Jeremy Chin back at safety. J.C. Horn's a key player. A.J. Boye adds that depth, that corner, along with Dante Jackson. And then they, they're able to get after that ass with the pass rush, which they could not do last season after losing a lot of veterans uh, the year prior. So the defense has got to be great to be a playoff team. But also, Sam Darnold has to be more than just a solid starter. Like He has to be a game changer. He has to make things happen in the final two minutes of games, unlike what Teddy Bridgewater was able to do last year as he went 0 for 8, as we've talked about ad nauseum in game-tying or game-winning situations at the end of the games. They also have to be way better in the red zone, and that's going to come down to making the right decisions. And Sam Darnold has had issues, whether it's been between the 20s or within the red zone in his career in New York, making the proper decisions and turning the football over. But if he takes care of the football and he plays within the offense that Joe Brady has set for him and gets the ball to the playmakers on the outside, there's no reason why he can't be in line come March in a new league year for an extension here in Carolina. He's already going to get $18.8 million fully guaranteed because of the fifth-year option. does not matter what happens or he's any good or he's injured. The Panthers trade him. He's getting that money. But he's going to want more. And he wants to probably be here in Charlotte in Carolina for a long time. So I would say probably the next in line, if everything goes according to plan, Sam Darnold. Also, DJ Moore. DJ Moore, like Sam Darnold, this is his fourth year in the league, but next season in 2022, going to be playing on a fifth-year option, and it's going to be interesting to see what Carolina ties him up. And I would say that that would probably be one of the priorities going into the season, uh, especially if he plays the way that he played again. Now, he's going to be Carolina Panther in 2022, no matter what happens. But getting out in front of these deals and not waiting for him to have possibly a fourth consecutive 1,000-yard receiving season and being a pro bowl or maybe even all pro and then wanting to get that the top dollar out on the market. And I don't think, I'm not 
quite sure DJ Moore is one of the, the upper echelon wide receivers, but he's been wildly productive in pretty bad situations throughout the last two seasons here in Carolina. So he absolutely should be a priority. Robbie Anderson could be a priority as well. The only thing about that is when you look at Chris McCaffrey, probably your number one receiving option, if not 1A, 1B to uh, DJ Moore, who I just spoke about, Robbie Anderson, how much money do you pay him? Because if you paid Bolton, which you have to obviously play your right tackle, and you potentially are going to, in the end, pay Sam Darnold if he turns out to be what they hope he's going to be, albeit I'm skeptical, and you already paid McCaffrey and you paid DJ Moore, like how, what, how much money is left over for Robbie Anderson, who's going to be 29 in 2022? And it's going to be his last chance, likely, to get one of those four-year deals to get paid buku. So I, I don't know, but he could be in line depending on how things go. If he has another great season like he had last year and he tops it, I, I've already told y'all I don't believe he'll be back here in Carolina. I just think he's going to try and get as much money as possible, and I encourage him to go out there and do that. And how about defensively, though? Dante Jackson, he's been someone I've talked about, could be that breakout player here in Carolina. He's the one I'm saying will be the breakout player for the Carolina Panthers in 2021, getting to play opposite of J.C. Horn who looks like he's going to be a dog for this team for a long time, be that number one corner. Finally, Dante's not going to have to be that number one guy. Now, starting off, he's going to probably have to be, considering that Boye is going to be out for the first two games because of that drug suspension. And I don't think the Panthers, even though it's, what, New York, New Orleans' first two games. I mean, Michael Thomas, I don't necessarily want Michael Thomas lining up against J.C. Horn. I've obviously already seen what it looks like when he goes up against Dante Jackson. So I guess I'm not necessarily that confident either. But still, a much better position for Dante to actually show what he can do. Because he showed flashes his rookie year of being able to get interceptions and to be a solid cover corner. But also, and as we saw in the All or Nothing series on Amazon, wasn't very coachable. Whether it was the actual coaching staff or the veterans trying to talk to him. And you can say, well, Captain Mutterland was one of those guys and Captain got cooked all year long. Yeah, but Captain also had been in the league for a long time. And he was one of the leaders of that organization and the team at that time. Maybe not on a level of, of course, Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis defensively, but still, he had been around the league. You would imagine that maybe he would listen, but he didn't want to. Then year two, he, Dante has a lot of ups and downs still, gets benched on the road in Indianapolis, and Perry Fuel was the interim head coach here in Carolina. I thought it was ridiculous that an interim is going to bench a player who, honestly, the organization should be looking to see, because Perry Fuel wasn't going to be the head coach. He was going to stick around here in Carolina. So it didn't really make a lot of sense that he's trying to send the message to a second-year player when he's not even going to be here past that season. And then last year, when he was on the field, Dante was good. But the issue was he was dealing with turf toe. So he has a lot to still prove. But if he proves that he is worthy as a number two corner, he's not going to get paid big-time cornerback money, but eight, nine million dollars a year. Why not? Why not see that? And here's another guy. And probably the last one I'd be looking at, um, you know, Brian Burns will have his time. I don't think Brian Burns' extension is going to come up uh, this year, but maybe the year after because they're going to have to pick up his fifth-year option at this season, which is going to be a no-brainer. But let's wait until, you know, the after his fourth year, that would be the time to extend Brian Burns. But Hassan Reddick, $6 million guaranteed, $8 million potentially in, if he gets there with incentives playing opposite of Brian Burns, who was on Good Morning Football earlier this week, talking about they want to have a sack competition. If we see the Son Reddick that played against the Giants last season, and the guy who played well in Arizona, and if that was not a lie, if last season was actually true, then Hassan Reddick's going to be looking for the bag too. 
So that's why it makes it even more important that Scott Fitterer and the Carolina Panthers wrapped up this deal with Taylor Moten because it allows Samir Suleiman, the cap expert there in Carolina, to figure out how much money they're going to have available once the cap goes up after the pandemic this upcoming offseason in the next new in the new league year in March so the Carolina Panthers can actually plan ahead because there's plenty of guys who need to get paid. It's got to be the right guys because there's the, obviously the franchise op, uh, tag is an option. And it might be something that's utilized again next season, need be, particularly if it's a Hassan Reddick because he is a pass rusher and he might want to get that kind of money that he probably would have expected this past offseason but did not get. So there's a couple of names I think would probably be next in line for the Carolina Panthers to get paid a long-term extension here in Carolina. And the guy who's been doing a fantastic job, and honestly, I think a lot of people probably already want to give him an extension to make sure he stays here in Carolina for a long time, is a new general manager, Scott Fitterer, who's done a fantastic job. Got to talk a little bit more about that on the other side, as everyone is loving Fitty. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. That's right. I'm talking about your smartphone, folks. Save the time and money when using rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box to know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Right, guys, I've been telling you forever now, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They have nine delicious flavors and sometimes even limited time flavors like the grasshopper flavor I told you to get last week. That was limited time, tasted just like Samoa's or, mint or Thin Mints, whatever Girl Scout cookie it was. They're amazing. I didn't get one, so I hope that you got one. But you can also go out there and get these nine flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone at Built Bar. And if you can't decide what flavor you want, you can get the mix box, which means you get two of each of the nine flavors. That's 18 Built Bars in one box. They're soft and easy to chew and covered in 100% chocolate. And they're also healthy. Most flavors of Built Bar have about 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15. And you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I always caution people to not leap to judgment too early in a tenure for a quarterback, a head coach, a general manager, but it's really hard not to do that after seeing what Scott Fitter has done in his short time as the GM for the Carolina Panthers. The way that he orchestrated the draft, I'm frustrated absolutely that they didn't get a left tackle. Linebacker is still a little bit of if iffy, but the way that he sought out to add more draft picks, and to trade back three times at four trades total, trading back into the third round to get Brady Christensen, who could be the left tackle of the future. We'll see. Only time will tell. But the way that he maneuvered things was so different than what we've seen in the past under Marty Herney and Dave Gettleman and their tenures as general managers here in Carolina, which was refreshing. And as I said earlier, I feel like the common sentiment among 
the media, the fan base, pretty much anyone who follows and covers this team was that Taylor Milton was unlikely to sign an extension here in Carolina before the deadline. It did not feel like it was going to happen, and it was very hush-hush, which I actually appreciate that there aren't people out there. Like Jeremy Fowler with his sources, you know, his sources are telling that there really wasn't much seemingly to happen. Joe Person at Athletic, who I think does a fantastic job covering the team locally, one of the best beat writers that we have with the Carolina Panthers. He didn't really have much and wasn't really hearing much. I talked to Elena Getzenberg of the Charlotte Observer, who you're going to hear from on Monday and Tuesday of next week in my conversation with her, and it did not necessarily seem like she had any idea either. So the Panthers kept it under the rug. They talked to Taylor and his representation, and when the time came, on the deadline day, they got the deal done. Something that we don't typically see here before. Things that we're used to, the last time that you had a franchise tag issue here in Carolina was Josh Norman and Dave Gettleman deciding to rescind the franchise tag and Josh Norman didn't leave to go to the Washington then Redskins signing a five-year, $75 million deal. Now, Josh didn't turn out to be what he was that season in 2015 and even the year prior in 2014 up in Washington, but he still got the money that he wanted. And then it's funny, then later on, last season, James Bradbury, the Panthers, failed to resign. He goes up to uh, uh, New York with the Giants where Gettleman's out of GM. And he signs a long-term deal around the same kind of money, not the same link, but the same kind of money that Gettleman did not want to sign Josh Norman to. But I think Gettleman kind of figured out that maybe Norman wasn't necessarily that dude, but he was really more of a scheme fit in that defense that year um, with Sean McDermott. So I just love that we sit here now and we have a, a general manager who you actually can trust. A general manager who looks at the draft board, is making every phone call and is talking about he's going to be in everything. And that's just something that could have just been, you know, what he said in the press conference. But Scott Fitter has actually gone out there and has been about it. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the process that David Tepper went about keeping Marty Herney even for an extra year just so he could learn more things. Yes, you're thinking, why delay it? But he was patient in building the football side of the operation, getting his head coach after allowing Ron Rivera to stay for another season, not firing him with four weeks left in the season, not necessarily the, the right way to go about it. Firing Hernio two weeks left in the season. Not necessarily the right way to go about it because you could still imagine hired Scott Fitterer two weeks later. At least, you know, if you kept Hernio around for two more weeks, just knowing that, hey, you're going to get rid of your GM. You can go ahead and start to, to search maybe hush-hush, but I guess maybe it's better off to go ahead and fire him instead of doing it behind his back. But we all knew Marty Hernio was not going to be here in Carolina this season, although we were concerned there for a second. And our concern was validated by the fact that now Scott Fitterer has done a tremendous job. The Sam Donald trade, we'll see. Like That could end up being the best thing that he could have done, especially if Mac Jones doesn't pan out, if Justin Fields more more uh, specifically in Chicago ends up not being that franchise quarterback the Bears have desperately been looking for since, like, said Luckman. So I, I love what he's done. Dan Arnold signing, I appreciate that. Daquan Jones have gone. I've told you guys plenty of times how much I love that signing. Now Hassan Reddick, of course, played for Matt Rule back in college at Temple, where he's the first-round pick, then goes to Arizona, and then comes here to Carolina. And to get him for the amount of money that they're paying him, only $6 million guaranteed, potentially $8 million after incentives, he's done a fantastic job. And there's not a single negative thing I can say about Scott Fitterer in this organization in terms of how they've operated this offseason outside of not getting a left tackle. And a quarterback, though, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a believer, 
But the way that Fitterer has operated so far, it's hard not to believe that maybe he made the right decision. Now, I've seen Sam Darnold play throughout his first three years, so I'm highly skeptical that he is the right guy. I still believe he'll be in the the search for another quarterback in 2022. But right now, the Panthers don't seem like they're going to be in a search for a general manager for a while, considering how well Scott Fitterer has been able to maneuver his first official offseason as a general manager in the NFL. And he came again from Seattle, a winning organization, with John Snyder, who's widely regarded by a lot of people as one of the top general managers in the NFL, if not the top general manager. For Scott Fitterer to be there for 20 years and to make his hay by being a scout, for a college scout more specifically, and then coming over in Carolina and having a great relationship so far with Matt Rule. And, hey, they love Dave Matthews Band. Whatever. Like, that's a connection, and that's going to help them, you know, work together well and be able to bring in more talent and finally bring a Lombardi to Charlotte. I'm all for it. So I appreciate what Scott Fitter has done, and everyone out there in Panthers Nation should absolutely be all about this dude right now. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, I'm your host, Julian Council. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where most Fridays, I know I haven't done the last couple Fridays because I've been out of town, but and then us Friday, I, I planned on doing it, but then the Taylor Moten news broke. So had to talk about this instead, which I'm sure you guys are fine with, but I will answer the questions that you guys have sent to me the last couple weeks. Next Friday, I promise you, I'm going to do it starting again on Monday. We're back to five days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, for in-season shows. Got great interview Monday and Tuesday of Atlanta Getzenberg of the Charlotte Observer. Jonathan Alexander, her teammate also at the Charlotte Observer. Going to talk to him later on next week as well to preview training camp as we are oh so close to actually having real football to talk about here in Carolina. So everyone have a great weekend. Thank you so much for the support. I'll talk to you on Monday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.